0: This is where business ideas and passions turn into profit. Napkin ideas are no longer tucked away in drawers, and women around the globe are turning their hobbies into million-dollar businesses. Welcome to Million Dollar Hobbies. Here's your host, world-renowned jewelry designer and home shopping TV celebrity, Victoria Wick.
1: everyone welcome to the million dollar hobby show where we help you turn your ideas or passion into profits today we are so blessed to have Ms. Rhonda williams an international speaker and the author of four books on topics ranging from coping with stress to emotional intelligence Rhonda's vast experience includes chief nursing officer and hospital chief executive officer she's earned master's degrees in both nursing and business administration Additionally, Rhonda is the founder of the Dream Life Leadership Academy. She's very passionate about helping people live a stress-free life, a 363 stress-free life. Without further ado, let's welcome Ms. Rhonda Williams.
2: Welcome to the show, Rhonda. Thank you so much for having me, Victoria. I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you. Listen, when I... Um,
1: read your bio. And when I think about your career, my gosh, uh, first of all, um, what an accomplishment, you know, you were you've lived such a full life already. And I know that you've got so many other things going on. Um, With so much accomplished already, you seem so hungry for more, more knowledge, more experience, more interaction with other people. And you seem to have such a keen curiosity and a strong desire to help all other people
2: live a stress-free life why is that it's really a great question Victoria for me my life has been a bit of an evolution and I my, my firm belief is that that's really what life is and from each moment of my life there was something to be learned something to be gained and I developed that curiosity Um, I remember I had not ever had a leadership position before. And I ended up becoming sort of a quasi leader in a hospital because of my curiosity. It was at a time when we were just rolling out electronic medical records. And I was a nurse uh, on the floor taking care of my patients. And I was fascinated by this thing called an electronic medical record. And I was like, Wow, this is really cool, while all of the other nurses around me were going, are you kidding me? Keep it away from me. And so, you know, it's that kind of thing. I was so curious that eventually they said, hey, you seem to really love this and get this. Would you mind overseeing this whole thing for our hospital? And I was like, oh, sure. I was so excited. So I, I really have a natural curiosity and desire to learn and to grow and, uh, frankly, to evolve um, through life. And you know, I went through that whole world of my chief nursing officer, which was an amazing experience, overseeing and working with uh, the largest department in the hospital, helping new nurses grow and develop, and then transitioning within the next level ability to do that at the chief executive officer level and really helping the entire hospital do and serve the community in a way that allowed our patients uh, to have and to get better and to um, return to their baseline states and really to just have the care they received. So my life has evolved through that process. And as I went through all of that, as you can imagine, it was pretty darn stressful. And so that sort of, um, you know, brings me to this point where I ended up with a life clash. I ended up where all of my worlds sort of clashed and burned at one time. It's, it's kind of a dramatic way of expressing it. But I ended up uh, losing my job at a place that I worked at for nearly 20 years. I ended up getting a divorce after 25 years. And all of this was happening together. And I had to stop. And I had to reflect and figure out who Rhonda was because the person I thought I was was not the person that I was at that moment. And I decided enough with the stress. Enough. This is not serving me. It's not making me happy. And I decided from that moment forward that I would find uh, and create a better life. Wow. So uh,
1: you actually answered my second question too, but. Listen, um, that's just an amazing story. So here you are, you know, you, you have, I, I understand, I love the fact that you have this curiosity because like you said, the minute we are not curious anymore, the minute we think we know everything is when life kind of, you know, has a way of showing us, uh, you know, humbleness and how we have to uh, keep on, you know, we don't know everything. So it's, it's a challenge for us to fig- keep th- figuring things out. And I also agree with you that um, I think in many ways, all of our lives are evolutions, um, you know, we have to keep evolving with uh, times, uh, you know, a simple thing as as, a, as technology, for example, you know, um, you and I are probably not that far apart in age. And when we um, when when we first had to embrace technology in all aspects of our lives, you know, we all know people that just hated it. They're still resisting, by the way, to this day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in, in the meantime, the whole world has gone by. So I love the fact that you have that curiosity, and you've, you know, ha- you you have the firsthand knowledge. I mean, there are so many people out there coaching people in a lot of subjects that really haven't had the first-hand experience. Mm-hmm. And I think when you have that, when you come from a place of, you know, having failures, having fallen, um, and then having to pick yourself back up, having to drum up that courage to, you know, to do it again, uh, knowing that you could fall again, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I love that. And I know that you uh, recently, you're launching uh, a podcast,
2: right? To help other people is um, it called a call stress free leader? It is absolutely and and I, and I love your connection and what you just um, referred to because it is through my own experience that this passion has emerged um, when I be, went into leadership i didn 't have any formal leadership training. I sort of just sort of grew into it, and that causes us to sometimes fall down and scrape our knee and we have failures but we know that failure isn't final but through all of that i really began to understand my true passion which is serving others and and really specifically serving leaders who find themselves in a position that i was in i got the keys when i first got my chief nursing officer position i got the keys i got the budget i got the job but i didn't get any formal training right? And so, you know, through that, you figure it out, right? We're smart people, just like every one of your listeners are. They will figure it out. But along the way, there are lots of lessons to be learned. And now I'm taking the lessons that I learned, and I'm doing the part of the work that I love, which is supporting leaders, seeing that light bulb go off, and more importantly, empowering leaders. And that's really what the Stress-Free Leader podcast, which is launching here really soon, is about. It's about empowering leaders to say, I love leading. How can I love leading, love life, and maintain my sanity in the process and not feel like I have to sacrifice one for the other?
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that because when you, I, as you know, I dealt with uh, corporate America for years and years and years, and I actually worked in corporate America before I started my business. And then as uh, someone from the outside, I deal with you know some of the largest companies out here, and what I see is that when a str- a leader is stressed out, it's first of all you can hear it, you can see it, and you can feel it, mm-hmm. and secondly, um, the entire department, whoever he or she leads you know, suffers from low morale, you know, they worry, I mean, at the best case scenario, you know, they worry about the leader and that's unproductive and, you know, it's not great um, at all because they can't help you, you know, cope with stress. (laughs) Um, And secondly, um, it's just you know you come home also you oftentimes you take that with you because you know you're frustrated you're stressed out, and it you know it results in an environment that is destructive for both uh, workplace and at home. so I love the fact that um, you know you're dealing with this and and second the other thing I love about this too is you know every time I see you and talk to you, I could actually feel the energy and feel the passion that you have about how you believe that you could really help people be stressed. Because when I hear you, like, I always hear you're so happy. And I'm like, why is she so happy? You know, <laughs> Why is she so happy? What did she got going for her? Like, did she win the lotto today? Um, and yet you're in this, you know, very, very stressful environment still. So mm-hmm. um, let's talk about, um, and only somebody who really understands how to deal with stress at that level can even... A, you still have a job, you're still working in a corporate environment in that high stress environment. But you're starting this podcast, you're starting this whole coaching program, almost as a side hustle. Mm -hmm. I mean, that has to require a lot of discipline, time management, but more than anything, uh, your ability to absorb um, and, you know, process stress and almost turn that into a positive,
2: I I would think. It is, you know, I am having a time of my life. And, and you're right. It's people, first of all, when I say stress free, um, I get this skeptical look, right? People are going, oh, come on, that's not possible. We're leaders. Of course, we're supposed to be stressed. So a part of my goal and my mission with the work that I'm doing now is to change the paradigm and get people to move away from being too accepting of stress and high levels of stress because it absolutely does not have to be that way. I didn't learn that until a little bit later, but I am absolutely there now. And that's why when you see me, I look happy because I Understand that it's really not about the external event that's causing me the stress. It's about my processing of it. So when I'm working with leaders, I take them through a path of what I call the five C's to stress-free, so that they have a roadmap and they can really clearly see in front of them that this is possible. So this isn't about talk. I'm very much a results-oriented coach, because if you're not paying me for results, then I'm wasting your time. And that's not something that I take lightly. So it's about getting results and giving them a very specific path to get to be stress free. So that's what the five C's are about. And that's also about what the stress free leader podcast will be designed to do because I am having the time of my life, really helping leaders to unlock and doing the work that I love doing.
1: Now, so if you were um, advising somebody, you know, who is in a similar situation that you're in, you were in, you know, when we first started to think about having this side hustle. So, you know, you are living in this, you're still working, living and working in a uh, nursing environment that's, you know, still, it's a profession that's known to be um, high stress. Um, And you wanted to, I mean, what is it like to now have both responsibilities as, as you're wearing... I mean, being an entrepreneur, we, we all have to wear, you know, I don't know how many hats, you know, we are our chief accountants, lawyers, um, whatever for our small business. And then you then also wear so many hats at, at work. So how okay. is it, what is it like? Um, I mean, do you break up your time so many hours a day or do you dedicate so many hours a week or how, how do you go about doing that?
2: It's a really great question Victoria and I have done what I what I call learn the art of compartmentalization right and so I do a lot of compartmentalizing and that's just not in the work that I'm doing it's mentally as well. And so I work best, I find, and this is a little bit different because we are all different and function differently. Someone may uh, be really comfortable sort of shifting back and forth hour to hour. I don't. I do blocks. So when I am in my primary role, I am totally all in with that. That's where my focus is. And then I shift gears. I shift my mindset and I shift my focus to my other work and coaching my leaders and and building that side of the uh, Dream Life Leadership Academy. Um, And so for me, I have to be able to compartmentalize. And then even more importantly, which a lot of leaders out there are dealing with, I have to be able to shut down and shut off. So I am not a person that wants to do the 24-7 thing anymore. It's not where I am. Uh, I have, you know, I worked many, many hours, long, long hours, and I am now at the point where I will pay attention to my body and how I'm feeling, and then I decide it's time to shut off. So that could be 8 p.m., That could be 6 p.m. and where I do nothing else after 6, or that could be midnight if I'm feeling really energized and I'm really focused on something and I'm really excited about it, I'll go a little bit longer. But I have to compartmentalize and then I also have to be able to shut down and shut off. You know,
1: I'm so glad um, uh, to hear you say what you just said, because if I'm paraphrasing this correctly for my listeners, That you have found a way, um, and I know, you know, the kind of person, the caliber of person that you are in terms of your integrity and everything else, that you have found a way to be true to, uh, you know, your current workplace where you actually get your primary income so that you're not sacrificing that life, any productivity or quality of work. Uh, with your side hustle, at the same time um, with your side hustle, which is coaching, uh, you know, people live stress-free life, um, you're also giving them what they deserve, which is, you know, fresh, um, you know, Rhonda, not overly cluttered. And then, uh, you know, somebody who's coaching by still thinking about work or, you know, we've got briefcases of work to do. And thirdly, you're also being true to yourself. You're act because you can only be effective at your you know entrepreneurship and your workplace by being the happy person that you are. So I love the fact that you know you found a way to do that, and i'm just I'm delighted because in those of us uh, who are listening to you, um, you know I myself, when I went from corporate environment to, entrepreneurship I mean I had no money I had no mentors I mean nothing but I still couldn't do the side hustle because I was working I would say a good 12 to 14 hours a day and then I had an hour drive each way and I was just completely burnt out (laughs) exhausted and I just kind of like blew up one day and just you know quit and then started my own business so I'm just glad that that other avenue exists um now let's talk about um and this is something that my listeners are going to need, you know, if they're going to transition from a corporate world to something else, or even if they're stay-at-home mom and they want to now, you know, uh, step out of the comfort zone and start something new, because uh, it's scary out there. So we talk. You, one of the things that I know that you talk about um, a lot is emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go go there because I think that I I believe. That emotional intelligence is different than you know your IQ or the, you know the, the typical way people talk about intelligence, thank God because I wasn't all that great of a student. Uh, so uh, So emotional intelligence, I think that is um, something that we can all benefit from that we none of us have enough of. Um, so tell me about how that, that emotional intelligence is sort of like a centerpiece that
2: connects all the pieces around that wheel. I'm so glad you asked because this is really one of my favorite things to talk about. I love emotional intelligence and you know, it, it feels like a buzz term. It's relatively new um, in the world of theory for all of us. But when I actually began to really understand what emotional intelligence was, I wanted to climb on top of my roof and shout it out to the world and say, Everyone should pay attention to emotional intelligence because this is really huge. And it is at the center of everything that I do. So while it may not all be called, the foundation that I build all of my program and my development work on is emotional intelligence. So what is it in a nutshell? Emotional intelligence is, I'll give you sort of the, the theoretical definition first. Emotional intelligence is understanding your own emotions and how to manage them. It's understanding the emotions of others and how to manage them. And it's using those two key sets of information to produce better outcomes and better results in your life. So what most people don't understand is 75% of CEOs are fired not for technical competence, but because of emotional intelligence. And I will find that that probably is pervasive in um, the next level leaders as well, um, where you're not let go or your job is not extra stressful because of your technical competence. It's really about emotional intelligence. I have simplified the definition of emotional intelligence. And at the end of the day, emotional intelligence is about two things. It's about what you know and what you do with what you know. Okay, I'll say that again. Emotional intelligence is about two things what you know and what you do with what you know. And so as the foundation of all of the work that I do, when I'm talking to my leaders, I'm coaching them towards getting better outcomes. So the first thing we have to do is figure out what that is for them. What does that look like? What does that mean in your life? How would it feel? How would it show up? And once we get some clarity around um, really what that better outcome is, it could be better communication. It could be a better relationship with my spouse and less arguing. It could be a better, relationship with my boss who we don't get along very well or it could be I'm seeking this promotion so whatever that looks like for them then we can start to build the roadmap using that foundation of emotional intelligence it is absolutely always at work in your life the only question I ask is is it working for you or is it working against you
1: that's so true. And I think that uh, many of you who are listening right now, thinking about, you know, maybe you've already started a small business and maybe you've always wanted to have uh, a small business of your own. And if you do, you are going to need um, a lot of people helping you behind you, you know, your, your spouse, your significant other, your children, uh, friends, parents, you know, all of those people can be a great emotional support to help you. And, I think of, when I think about emotional intelligence, I think of uh, my favorite quotes by Maya Angelou, that people will forget what you do, what you say, but they never forget how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. So I think that when, you know, you could say the same thing, you could, um, you know, but, and and you're absolutely right. I have seen so many CEOs come and go. And, and, you know, for that matter, vice president, senior vice president, chief executive officers of these, you know, Wall Street kind of companies, come and go, and I would even go higher than 75% that they get fired, Uh, you know, they they may justify the numbers and so forth, but when you lose morale, when you lose uh, the will of the people, when you lose um, the, you know, the the successful people, the very successful CEOs I know, they understand that emotional intelligence, even if they're not clarifying it that way, Mm -hmm. they naturally have the gift of that. And they get every employee to go and give them 150. percent And when you are a CEO and you don't have, um, you can have a whole company full of f- people physically there, but you've lost them emotionally. Then you're not going to ever succeed. So I completely Absolutely. agree with you on, you know, everything you said about, um, you know, knowing what you know, and then more than that, doing what you do with that knowledge. So. Mm -hmm. Well, that's so awesome. Listen, um, any, what would you say, I would say, you know, you're such an amazing inspiration. um, And I know there are many, many more layers of um, your life, your background, and the obstacles that you probably had to overcome. Uh, Some probably trash a lot more than other people, but we didn't have time to get to all of it. But what would you advise uh, someone who has a dream of, accomplishing something or going out on her own and doing something but it just seems like such an impossibility now for her what would be your advice you know if you can give her just the one thing uh, to take that first small step
2: yeah so the first thing that I would advise for that person who has a burning dream and and desire that they really want to go for the first thing I would advise is to always look within right the answers um, are always within. The world programs us to look outside of us for validation, for approval, for direction. But really, it's inside, right? And, and even when I'm coaching my leaders on stress, it's an inside game. Your dreams and the path forward for you is inside. And if you can gain the confidence to trust yourself, to listen to that inner voice, and to know that you are wise beyond your years and your words and even the experiences that you've had so far, then that will guide you along the way. And you, and, and it goes back to that quote, you know, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. So choose to think that you can. That's awesome,
1: Rhonda. Now, how do, uh, do we get a hold of you? How do, does my uh, audience connect with you? Uh, if they wanted to find out more about you or wanted
2: to live a stress-free life. Absolutely. So I would definitely recommend that um, if you have folks out there and they're on their entrepreneur journey and they're finding themselves in a place of stress, maybe they are doing like I'm doing and building this business on the side and or they've got a stressful workplace, they can go to stressfreeleaders.com and there's a free ebook that talks about five ways that you might show characteristics of stress in the workplace or in your business. And more importantly, one strategy uh, that you can use to effectively begin to manage towards becoming a stress-free leader. So they can go to StressFreeLeaders.com. They can also visit my website, net. either one of those places, they can contact me, they can reach out, they can find my social profiles, because um, I'm pretty social. And I love to have a conversation about uh, either being stress free, or emotional intelligence and how we can create more emotionally intelligent businesses, workplaces and lives.
1: Well, thank you so much, Rhonda. I've had a, a blast today. And um You know, uh, good luck to you with everything you do. And thank you, ladies, for listening uh, to this show. And until next time, bye-bye. You've been listening
0: to Million Dollar Hobbies, where we turn dreams into reality and passion into profit. According to an ancient Chinese proverb, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Congratulations on taking that first step today. For more information on how Victoria can help turn your hobby into a million dollars, or to download her free ebook on passion based business ideas you can start now, visit MillionDollarHobbies.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Until next time.